Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. And welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Today, we're talking to one of our master teachers in the fine art of tuning in. She is Sonia Choquette, and she's here with us this week to talk to us about that very subject. Sonia is the author of 19 international best-selling books on intuitive awakening, personal growth, creativity, and transformational leadership, including the New York Times bestseller, The Answer is Simple. An expert on the six senses, she is inspiring a global movement to raise our consciousness to the truth that we as humans are divine beings endowed with six senses to guide us through life. She insists that in order to make the most authentic, well-informed, healthy, and soul-satisfying decisions possible, we must learn to use our innate sixth sense. Today, we're going to learn how we can tune in. As she talks about her latest book, Tune In, Let Your Intuition Guide You to Fulfillment and Flow. Welcome, Sonia, to the Authentic Living Show. I'm so glad you had taken the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Yes. Well, I'm excited about this new book uh, because it just is so important for us to learn how to tune in. I remember talking to somebody a long time ago who was doing that kind of thing you do with a friend who's kind of slapping you in the face going, wake up. And she said, why don't you just tune in, Andrea? Right. <laughs> and I've never forgotten that. So it's it's that kind of thing that we're talking about today. And that's exactly what I believe everybody needs to choose to do at this point in their life if they want on any level to have the kind of satisfaction, to have the kind of peace of mind, to have the kind of abundance and flow that they yearn for. It, it, it's, it's all an outgrowth of tuning in and following your authentic spirit. Okay, so that's why we need to turn in, tune in. That's Those are the benefits. Uh, so what is it that typically blocks us from tuning in? Well, a lot of conditioning tells us that we don't have a sixth sense. Secondly, that the sixth sense, if we do have it, is not a reliable uh, guide for us, that we have to surrender our power to authority figures. So a lot of it's an outgrowth of childhood conditioning when we did have to surrender ourselves to our authority figures, but as adults, we have to, we, we need to recognize that we no longer not only need to do that, but it's not in our best interest to do that. 
And so right. it's it's a whole convergence of of things that we haven't fast forwarded ourselves to to who we are today. We're not living in the full embodiment of our ourselves as adults in present time. And we make choices from this more limited, scared place that we were conditioned to to live in. But it's not serving us. And we do Mm -hmm. have a sixth sense. We do have an inner voice. We do have an authentic self. It is centered in our heart. And it is a reliable and, and intelligent organ that we can follow. Right. And that's just what we haven't been taught to trust. So when you talk about awakening, uh, you know, there's different people that have different definitions of awakening. What do you mean when you say the word awakening? Well, our awakening experiences happen to us differently. But it is that moment when our life clearly is no longer working and we can no longer apply or or believe the things that that we've been living because they're they they're failing us. So we have to reach into a deeper part of ourselves in order to find some sense of or some semblance of, of relief from the dissatisfaction that we're experiencing. So it happens all kinds of ways. It can happen in in a in a just a moment of angst. It can happen as a result of an accident. It can happen as a result of a failed relationship. It can happen as a result of a loss of job or sickness or some some form of unexpected trauma. Or it just could be a depression or a dissatisfaction that you can no longer live with, and you have you say something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in those instances, so many people just will turn to, I've got to get, you know, I've got to lose some weight or I've got to get a new job or I've got to do something external to sort of uh, make my life better. But what you're talking about is going internal. Right. What yeah. I'm talking about is no longer looking for your answers outside of yourself, but mm-hmm. to actually begin to tune in to that inner guidance, that inner voice that you've been ignoring, but you know is there. And it is an honest voice. It is an authentic voice. It asks you to take a a look at your life from a perspective that says, this is your creation. And you can only change from within. And so... You know, I've taught a lot of people around the world, Andrea. I have taught and taught and taught. I have never met someone when I actually am working with people one-on-one who says, I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody knows that inner voice is there because it's your beating heart. Mm -hmm. It is your natural beat. It is your natural inborn wisdom. So... It's simply a matter of changing more than anything your priorities. Right, right. Your focus. So, yeah, mm-hmm. which way you're looking. Yeah. So I, I really liked what you just said that nobody know and nobody has ever said they don't that they don't know what you're talking about because I've experienced that too in in my practice where when 
somebody does do this thing you call tuning in, they know that there's something different about what they're doing outside of them and what they want or feel or need mm-hmm. inside of them. There's a dissonance of vibration, a dissonance of energy. There's mm-hmm. a conflict between their head and their heart. There's an inner energy that, that they're in, not in harmony when they're, they're designed to be in harmony. And I fully believe that is the root of the most debilitating stress that we all suffer, that causes us to overeat and causes us to be addicted and causes us to get depressed, that causes us to be isolated or, or feel afraid. It's this inner dissonance. Mm-hmm. And yes. this is where you're, you're, we're all being asked to say, okay, why am I in battle with myself? Why don't I just start at least giving myself enough of a chance to listen. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, so when we do listen, we, we get information. Would you say that the information we get is always correct? Well, the way to tune in to, to information that is authentic is to not just think about it, or feel it, but what I propose in my book is speak it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear it, when you hear the sound of your own voice, if it is correct for you, if it is in harmony and is in resonance with your authentic self, everything in your body relaxes. You feel it. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a visceral, energetic shift. So you don't have to hope it's right. You know. Yep. Absolutely. That's that's a very clarifying statement you've made because people say to me all the time, and I'm sure you've heard it too, that, you know, well, there's lots of voices on my committee. How how do I know which one to believe? So you say them out loud. I just came back yesterday. I was teaching a workshop in Edmonton, Canada, and I brought up, and these are people who are very devoted to, to learning how to tune in. A woman gets up in front of the class and she asks me a question about listening to her intuition. And I said, is that a genuine question? And she said, yes. And I asked the class, I said, do you feel that this is a genuine question? And every one of them said, no. And I said, how do you, what makes you say that? And they all said, it doesn't feel true. Yep. yep. So we pick up, you know, our first organ in the body to develop is our heart. It's 5,000 times stronger in terms of picking up energy and communicating in the brain. The second organ in the body to fully develop, and most people don't know this, is your inner ear. Hmm. And your inner ear is very sensitive to energy. And it is directly connected to the heart. So when we pick up an energy that resonates as dissonant to the inner ear, it's because it's the, what, what you're saying and what's coming from the heart frequency don't match. That's why if you speak it out loud, you'll figure out, you'll be able to sense if you're, if you're telling yourself something that's fear-based or wishful thinking versus, you know what, this is true. And the woman that I was working with looked at me and I said, they say it's not true. 
is it true? And she looked at me and she said, no, it's not Hmm. true. I know that. It's just my habit of living in this mind state. Yeah, and that habit can be very confusing. So, and this is a question I'm going to be asking everyone I interview from now on because it's something that I've been asked and asked and I've decided to interview everybody that I talked with about this one question. You know, we talk about the ego and how the ego is that habituated uh, identity that we understand to be our external presence in the world. And uh, so, you know, when we talk about techniques and getting in touch and tuning in and those kinds of things, what keeps what we call ego from running the spiritual show so well, when there's a, like a technique like that? I have a very good technique, and I take it from an ancient book that's called the Tarot Deck. First picture of the tarot is a picture of the fool. And on the cover is this beautiful fool who's about ready to step in and have his human experience. On his back, he has a satchel, and in his satchel are his gifts and talents. The fool is the spirit. Um, In his hand is a rose, and that's his emotional nature and desire to create. And at his feet is a little white dog, which is his ego and his intellect, which is companion to the spirit. So our ego is our pet. It is our faithful servant. That's what Einstein said. The human spirit is our sacred gift, the, the rational mind, the faithful servant. You don't shoot your pet. You just train it so that it can be your ego is not attacking your spirit but is supporting your spirit. So I always say, you know, name that part of you, my ego part of me, my externalized self is Fifi. And I even like to, you know, come up with the metaphor. Mine is is uh, a silly poodle, mm-hmm. uptown poodle. Someone else's might be a pit bull. Someone else's might be a Labrador. It seems to be a wonderful metaphor to work with. Right. And so that's what I recommend is that you be playful. Don't get all worked up and you're certainly not going to get rid of your ego. Don't fight it. Cooperate with humor. And you, and go back to that part of you that can say, you know, this is my human nature, my animal nature. But my spirit is my divine nature. My ego will die when I die. My spirit will live on. So I train my ego to support my spirit, not attack it, not chase it away, not compete with it, but to trust it. To trust it. And to support it rather than challenge it at every breath. And if you can make that decision, that choice, and that's what my book Tune In is all about, is little choices. Okay? Right. So those little things give us the practice so when a big thing comes along, we're ready for it, right? We have the experience that makes us ready for it. Yep. Yep. We have the experience. Yes. That makes us ready for it. I'm really glad you said that about not fighting. Um, I, I, whatever, everybody's got different definitions of what the ego is and isn't. I have my own. But it, but the idea is that when we're fighting against ourselves, we're losing mm-hmm. because it's it's just us in the battle. So I'm really glad you said that because that's a question that that I'm sure you get and I get a lot. That what do we? How do we do that? How do we? How do we let the the spiritual self, the soul, the whatever, the authentic self, be uh, the more present 
uh, of, of, of the two. So, yeah, that was a great answer. Thank you for that. Um, we have just a, a few minutes before break, but I wanted to ask you, you've said something about that we all have a spirit given inner, give, that gives us inner exuberance and joy even when we're not in touch with it at the moment. Why is that so important for us to know about? Well, because if we don't identify with our spirit, we're denying who we are. Mm-hmm. We are out of touch with our most authentic self. The spirit is the breath in you, and that leaves, lights out, it's over. Yeah. There's, no, there's no more activity going on. So to deny that, but then, then you're basically saying that you're, you're not your spirit. You're not, you're not a, 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 your essence is just physical matter. Great. Excellent. It's not. Great answer. Yep. That's a great answer. Thank you so much, Sonia. And we're going to be back in just a few minutes with more from Sonia Choquette on Tuning In. Let your intuition guide you to fulfillment and flow. Stay tuned. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Explore subconscious programs, belief systems, and past life memories that may be sabotaging your life. Join host Dorian Light on her show, All About You, as she helps you to shift change and heal your life. Each week, Dorian does a light session using psychic energetics and the language of light to energetically shift and clear negative patterns you have stored regarding that week's topics. Step into the realm of infinite possibilities for your life. All About You airs live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Being Outside the Box is your thrival guide to living outside this reality. Are you always waiting for your ship to come in? Do problems happen to you? What if you created your life rather than sitting by waiting? Do you live in the fantasies of this reality? Winning the lottery? Waiting for your prince, princess to come? Even being healthy? Do you always do what is expected of you rather than choosing for you? What if the rules didn't apply? And what if you could thrive from a different space? Join host Lynn Waldrop for tools to being outside the box. Listen Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
888-447-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with the Authentic Living Show, and I want you to hear today's clip of the next Sunday's Super Soul Sunday episode, so listen for that now. This Sunday. This book is one of my all-time favorite things. Mark Nepo, after a devastating diagnosis, how he broke through in his darkest hour. It's so powerful. I never thought of it that way before. And the actress-turned-warrior who inspired a generation of cancer survivors with crazy, sexy cancer, Chris Carr. We're all going to die, but how many of us will truly live? Super Soul Sunday, all new, this Sunday, 11 a.m., 10 Central, only here. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. You may wonder what the terms holistic theology mean. Well, theology is the study of the divine, and holistic theology is a holistic study of the divine that includes all religions and even transcends religion to get to the mystical core of them all. The American Institute of Holistic Theology offers doctorate, master's, and ministerial bachelor's degrees, chaplaincy programs, internship, NBCC-approved continuing education, and a brand-new Ph.D. program in holistic theology. AHT's programs include degrees in the following, holistic theology, offering as terminal degrees both a Ph.D. and a Ph.D., holistic ministries, holistic health and spiritual care, metaphysical spirituality, and alternate spiritual traditions, which includes in-depth studies in the paranormal. Using a home study model for distance learning, the student of AHT gets a thorough education in the field that fulfills and offers a chance to authenticate a unique gift for the world. What is most important to AHT's model is the exploratory nature of studies that reach to the depths of the world's religions, traditions, and paths. Utilizing as your text writing teachers, spiritual experts from all over the world, the coursework allows students to explore and find their own spiritual experience and path, and then if they wish to take healing, help, and wisdom to others. So AHT is changing the world one student at a time. And all you have to do to enroll is either go to www.aiht.edu or contact Admissions Director Beverly Love at 800-650-4325. Again, if you'd like to enroll right now, pick up the phone and call 800-650-4325. You know, Oprah says education is the key to unlocking the world, a passport to freedom. Call and get your passport today. And we're talking to Sonia Choquette. Sonia, you not only graduated from AIHT, but you also have written some uh, you, a book that we are using in our coursework as well. So we really appreciate your efforts in, on the behalf of AIHT. You want to say a little bit about uh, your experience with your degree at AIHT? Well, I found that it was very thorough and that it was uh, relevant to the world we're in today. I think that Education that is strictly left brain and intellectual completely bypasses the spirit. And that's why so many people who, who have an, an imbalanced education are finding themselves dissatisfied no matter what their career path. And I also feel that their, uh, the, 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 the school itself is, is very thorough in empowering people who want to make a spiritual difference in the world and who feel called. And I feel like there's an army of us because the world is requiring a change of consciousness. 
Yes, it is. Yes, that's it what is. this is about. I think that that's what the experience is about in terms of 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 going to AHT, and that's the benefit of going yeah. to AIHT for uh, an education, because I think it empowers you to be a leader in the world today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. So I, I want to talk to you about your, you know, you talked in the book about make, having made an abrupt decision to leave college and go to France and uh, ha- that having to do with your own internal guidance. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Well, when I decided to do that, I was, I had real, I had a full tuition scholarship. I was straight A student and yet everything that I was studying was not relevant to who I was as a person. I was an intuitive, I was a guide, I was, I was conscious, I was aware, and everything I was studying was mostly rote and not, not in any way supportive. So I just took off, and I ended up, not only did I take, um, I went with $500 in my pocket, following my intuition, I ended up getting a full tuition scholarship, to to the Sorbonne, I ended up being uh, in a in a hospital with my appendix out, but I learned to be fluent in French while I was healing, mm-hmm. and a whole series of of events that I could never have figured out opened up, and I learned I got the best education in the world for my for my choice to do that. I did finish college, but I ended up doing it in a way that was so much more sophisticated, so much more available to to who I was today mm-hmm. and, and at that time. And it's been that way ever since. So so that's what my whole choice was. And it, it and I still, it opened me up to a world that I absolutely could have never had otherwise, and I, it was joyful. I'm still friends with the people I met when I did that. My children know their children. I teach in French. I have books in French. It was just quite a, it was quite a rewarding choice. Yes, isn't it wonderful how that synchronicity works when, mm-hmm. when we really do follow what's real inside of us to follow? Right, yeah. Yeah. But everybody doesn't have to sort of jump off the cliff the way you did it. What what Absolutely does an everyday? Absolutely not. It can be just jump off the the highway and go go a different way mm-hmm. to work. And you know, it's it's not. I like big steps. Lots of people like little steps. Mm-hmm. So my point is, the definition of success is do the next thing, follow your heart, go one step at a time, and see what happens. But if you start using your intuition. In these little baby steps, when it comes to the bigger things, you'll have a history under your belt of positive experiences that absolutely assure you that yeah. that you're you're safe to follow them. So start with the little tiny things, right, and see what happens. Yeah, I've even used it to say, okay, now where is that? my key where are my keys where what does my intuition say about where my keys are (laughs) and say it out loud yeah i really believe it's an out loud kind of thing keep saying it out loud yeah because out loud is how you let your heart speak 
Yeah, and for me, it's like I remember my son going outside one time to to get under the mailbox outside the front door because he and I went out there to find him. He said, "You were looking for your keys, Mom. I didn't want to be in there." I love so, him. <laughs> it's because I was that like was his intuition. Yeah, really. So, so yeah, I was panicking, and but I've learned, you know, to when I find myself doing that, okay, okay, enough, and I won't find the keys because I'm panicking. And then when I settle down and go, okay, now where are my keys? That's right. when I find my keys. I love it. I, I am very, very. Ex- I affirm that you know when you say it out loud, it's not the big deals. Intuition is a bunch of little deals that make a big difference. Right. Right. Okay, so what uh, you talk about having an altar, and I really like that. I have an altar in my home, and it's very effective for me. Can you say some more about that and what it means in terms well, of the... I believe the altar is something that we, if we create an altar in our home, first of all, it, puts a couple, it serves a couple of purposes. One, it actually reminds you to take, step off the mental wheel for a moment and, and reconnect with your spirit. It It feeds and nourishes your spirit and reminds you that you have divine support. And if you just allow yourself to to remember, you can take a moment and ask for help instead of just be afraid. And it's also a place where you can be grateful, a place where you can come back and say thank you for the help. Thank you for the support and remind you to be aware of how you are helped behind the scenes. Yeah. I heard somebody say one time that an altar is bringing spirit into a physical place, and I like that definition. That was very, and, and that's kind of what you're saying as well. Well, in our culture, in the Western world, the altars have been moved out into uh, public places, and that's fine. But in most of the world, the altar is in the home, and it keeps it a very personal experience mm, and a very yeah. daily one. And I also yep. in, in, encourage. In, in my book, Tune In, that not only do you have the, create the altar, and it can be your, it's your altar. So it's a, it's a creative and fun experience. And then secondly, keep it a live thing. Put fresh flowers every day. Keep, put, put, put something fresh on it so that it's a living altar. It's not just a, a pretty decorative item in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you also talked about following spirit over fear, and for a lot of people, that's a very difficult thing to do. So, uh, can you talk a little bit about that and how we know when uh, when when to follow that intuition that is isn't fear? I do feel that um, the important thing is that you listen to fear. You, I have a tool that I call emptying the garbage because I don't think fear stops you. I think it's, it's, it's uh, hiding fear that stops you. Every one of us has uh, fears because that's the human ego. But it's when we, when we stop them, they take on a mind of their own and start controlling them. I, on the other hand, say just encourage you to just acknowledge your fears. Just say out loud, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of this, until you come to the end of that story and then say, and my intuition says, Mm. and answer that out loud, and you'll find that everything in your energy relaxes. That's beautiful. Yes. Because it gives room for us to be human and it allows us to find the divine within us as well. Absolutely. We all have fears. I have fears all the time, but I don't let them dictate who I am, what, how I make choices. It's like, oh, there's that. 
Mm-hmm. And the more you name your fears out loud and just kind of look at them like there's the door, there's the wall, there's the lamp, there's my fear, the less it'll, the less um, grand and large and overwhelming they feel. Yeah, absolutely. We've heard so much about conquering fear and overcoming fear and how fear can't be the same in the same room with love and all of these things that we Well, I we, think it, it, I think it can. I think it's just a channel that you notice is there and you just say, "Okay, well there's that." But I'm not going to live from that. I'm not going to believe that's reality. I'm not going to to um I'm not going to to let it make my decisions. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna say there it is, but it's 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 just what it is. Yep. Yep. So so it's allowed to be there, but it doesn't. It 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 is not the final voice. So right. in that same sense, there's a kind of letting go you talked about. You talk about humbling our egos and letting go. That letting go process is one that I get questions about all the time. How does a person let go? Can you can you say something about that? Well, the thing is, you when you when I talk, because I talk about taking the leap, and I'm saying what I'm what you're letting go of is your attachment to other people's opinions and the world around you for for being in control of your life, and you're stepping into and stepping back back and connecting with your own personal power. So you're not letting go and jumping into the abyss of dread. You're letting go of the wild horses dragging you down the wrong road. <laughs> yep. That's a good way to put it. So, yeah. so I think that you need to know what you're letting go of is what's hurting you. Yeah. So the process of letting go then would be a decision that we make in the midst of whatever else is coming up inside right. of us. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So I'm saying okay. let go of your mind can be having the only vote mm-hmm. and let your heart at least have a vote. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's what we're talking about when we say let go. Let go of your mind having the only vote about your reality. Yeah, and you know, you, that say in that same sense, you talk about it sort of surrendering to the flow, and that flow is what you, you spend a lot of time talking about that. So can you tell us what you mean by flow? By flow is when your two sides of your brain are working together, left brain and right brain, head and heart, uh, mind and spirit. You in the world, partnering the divine in a moment-to-moment opportunity of uh, experience of synchronicity, creative opening, and um, dynamic choice that really supports who you authentically are. Mm -hmm. That's the flow, and it's a lot of fun. It is. It is amazing. It, it truly is when we can sort of let go and let that be what is. Uh, and, and you talked a little bit about that. Uh, it made me think about, you talked about being stuck in traffic or, you know, is that the great staller or is that the flow? Mm-hmm. And, and that moment when you kind of go, okay, well, I'm just going to be in the flow of this. Right. And, and I yes. talk about the ebb. There are moments when things back up, just like the ebb and flow of the ocean. And it's an opportunity to recognize things are changing now, and I need to step into an even higher connection with my authentic self. Yeah, yeah. So you're never looking for a static experience. You're always responding to the one you're in with the highest, most creative, open-hearted, optimistic, available sense in you, and it really brings you to a place where life gets to be a pleasure instead of a constant fight. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's like being able to receive the gift that whatever is is right. Whatever the experience. So if you're stuck in traffic, take a breath. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just need a moment. You can't mm-hmm. can't push the flow. Okay. So. This- Audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> audiobooks. Yes, that's a great time for audiobooks. Absolutely. Right. So, also, there's a, a word that is thrown a lot. Are we at just a few minutes before the break? But a word that's used a lot in, in the sort of new thought um, human potential movement is the word intention. Can you define what intention is? Personally, I think intention is when both sides of the brain are in harmony. Head and heart are in harmony. When your head, your heart, and your feet all are moving in the same direction. Okay. When you have that flow going on, nothing's going to stop you. Okay. Okay. So when it, so when we are uh, have an intention, we can recognize it because we have that sort of uh, right. And the, a true intention has no resistance. A true intention, you know the outcome. I intend to write a book. I know I will. Yeah. I'm. I know I will. There's and I am. Everything in me is moving in that direction with no resistance. Right. So that's what intention is. And if people learned about the power of intention and tapped into it and quit fighting with themselves, their lives would get very, very exciting very fast. Yes. But uh, the other thing that sometimes we get a little bit confused is we think we can make intentions for other people. Cannot ever make intentions for other people. In fact, you can't do anything for other people. Thank you. You can just hold space and love them and accept them for who they are. Right, right. But you can't use, that's just your ego trying to to force someone else to do what your ego wants, in which case you will not succeed. You're Mm -hmm. out of line and you're going to have an unhappy experience as a result of it. Yep, yep. Yeah, and we've got a lot of mythology about that whole idea of what we can get other people to do and how they are responsible for our happiness, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so what you're saying is we can create an intention for ourselves. We can create a life for ourselves. Uh, we cannot choose what other people are going to do about what we right. choose or so anything I else. I say tell the universe what you want, a loving experience, a wonderful job, um, a supportive family. Don't tell it how. Don't say that job, that person, my rules that everybody follows. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Show up as a student. Show up to learn. Show up with, with an open heart. Be willing to have experiences that you're not in control of, and your life will get much, much better very fast. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much, Sonia, for being here today to talk about Tune In, Let Your Intuition Guide You to Fulfillment and Flow. And uh, I I really hope this book takes off because it is uh, very, very important to our consciousness at this point in time. So thank you for being here to talk about it. You're welcome. And please, everybody who's listening, come and visit my website, which is soniachoquette.com, S-O-N-I-A-C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E.com. And uh, there's lots of free gifts. You can you can explore, experience a little bit of support, put your toe in the water, and, and I invite you to join me there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned.
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you looking to advance spiritually? Listen each week for Spiritual Enlightenment, Advancing One's Wisdom. Your host, Medium Maureen Allen, will cover an array of spiritual topics aimed to help you advance your soul's desired growth. Each week, areas of spirituality will be discussed and explored ranging from strange, paranormal experiences to heaven, spirit guides, and angels. To learn more about the other dimensions and how to better assist your path of evolution, tune into Spiritual Enlightenment, Advancing One's Wisdom, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Health is in your hands. What you do and what you don't do sets the course for the path of your life. Listen for wise chats, simple talk, profound wisdom with Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. Through this series, we'll explore energetic approaches to health and healing that provide practical and personal solutions. Our guests will share ideas and insights that will help us all adopt new behaviors and create lasting internal shifts. Wise Chats can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll-free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we've been talking today to Sonia Choquette about her book, Tune In. And that book is, uh, as I said just before the break, a very important book for our time. Tuning in is what consciousness is all about. And in her book, she talks about getting to fulfillment and flow, the awakening to who we actually are as authentic self to get to fulfillment and flow. And I really like this book, so I highly recommend it. And uh, this fits right in with our Countdown to Heaven series that we've been talking about because tuning in is what that heaven is all about without tuning in without knowing uh, getting that inner knowledge that inner uh, connection with who we actually are there's no way to experience heaven on earth and that's what the book uh, is all, my book is all about uh, we're talking about inhabiting heaven now and uh, we think that there's lots of ways to make our lives happy but tuning in to who we are is the way to make our lives heaven. 
because who we actually are is, in fact, heaven. And that's what we're going to be talking about uh, as we continue this countdown to heaven as we go forward. Um, we, the whole idea of, of, of an internal heaven is a shock to our sense of reality because we, don't, we have not in, been taught that, particularly in the Western world, but also in the Eastern world as well. We don't really live in a sense that we are experiencing heaven right now. So, Sean, you're talking about taking your your life taking off and becoming much more happy. And yes, indeed, that is that that can happen. But we typically think in terms of external happiness. I'm going to get the rewards. I'm going to get the money. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to get the wife, the husband, the children, the whatever external realities I want. And those things are part of our experience here on planet Earth, and I want to have them too. But that in and of itself is not the experience of heaven. The experience of heaven is an internal experience. So if you have that child, that job, that husband, that wife, that money, that whatever, you don't really receive it until you receive it inside of you, until you fall in love with it, until you dance with it, until you make love to it, until we are fully engaged with what is, we're not fully alive. And that is what heaven is all about. It is the tree of life. It is the tree of fully experiencing life, not just in our external frame of reference of what life is, but in our internal frame of reference of what life is. So if I'm in a moment where I'm, say, for example, playing with one of my children, if I'm not really receiving that, then it's not mine. And if it's not mine, if it's not internally mine, I'm not there in it. I'm not present. I'm not experiencing that heaven, that particular heaven that is that. The process is not one of just bliss, however. The process is process. Heaven is the evolutionary process itself. And every moment, every moment is an intrinsic part of that process. So that when we're, when we're in a moment, say, for example, again, playing with my child, I'm, I'm, in this case, for me, it would probably be a grandchild. Uh, but it, I'm playing with the child and I'm engaged. I'm really there. I'm really present. I'm really listening. I'm really watching. I'm looking at the uh, the color of his eyes. I'm watching the way his laugh bounces around the room. I'm, I'm fully auditory, fully um, visual, fully kinetic, fully there. I'm really there, present, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in the room with this child, in myself with this child, so that I'm experiencing every little subtle nuance of feeling and uh, reception that is a part of that experience, moment by moment by moment by moment. And if you've ever done this, even for 30 seconds, you know what I'm talking about. It is way different than just sitting there with the child half bored, half to sleep, not really tuning in, not really knowing much about it except that you're playing with this child. It's even really, really different than being delighted in your child's experience. It's even really, really different than giggling and laughing on the floor uh, playing a tickle game. It's really different because it is an internal experience of, of presence with not only the external reality, but the internal experience of joy. Um, and at the same time, heaven also includes all of our fears, all of our um, uh, worries, all of our um, experiences of 
of uh, sorrow and uh, experiences of loss. Why would we say that? Well, um, one parable that was given by Jesus, who is uh, the, one of the central characters in the book, only because um, he is saying to us the same things that are said in the Bhagavad Gita, the uh, Sufi and the Buddhist sutras, the um, Gnostic texts. He is telling us that we are divine, constantly telling us that. And we haven't gotten that yet from anything he said or anything that was said in the Old Testament or the Tanakh or the Jewish Bible. Uh, we, we, um, we don't give credit to that because those messages are hidden in the, in the uh, root language. And the root language was available to the original translators, but they were looking at it from their perspective of their own beliefs and translated accordingly. So what we've gotten and has been passed down to us through the generations has been stuff that's not necessarily in the original language. So what I'm doing in the book is going back to that as much as possible, go back to the original root language and talk about what that means. What What is the subtle undercurrent of this word right here um, and um, while the book doesn't do that constantly we don't want to bore you to tears there is some of it in there that gives you enough information to really clarify that that is what is being said throughout both of those two texts the Jewish Tanakh the Old Testament and the New Testament as well so when Jesus used that parable of of the wheat and the tares in the same field, and the he's 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 talking about a farmer who who owns this big um, acreage of land, and he has planted wheat on the land, and his his um, workers come and they say to him, "Hey, look, there's some tares out there too," and and he says, "Well, somebody, an enemy, planted those tares," and uh oh, so the guys go, "Well, you know, you want us to go dig them out?" And he goes, "No, because if you pull them out, you might pull out the wheat." too so let's just wait until harvest time and then we'll you know come back and and get get rid of the wheat and the tares uh or get rid of the tares and put and use the wheat and so you know harvest time comes and they pull out the wheat and the tares and they throw the tares in the furnace and so our typical translation of that our traditional translation has been well there's going to be an end time and uh actually those the wheat and the tares uh, the represent people, so the good people are the wheat, and the bad people are the tares. In whatever way you want to frame good and bad, whether they're saved people or non-saved people, or or just good moral people and not so moral people, however you want to think about that, that's how we typically understand it. But what we come to understand when we look at the root language is it's more like this: the root and the tares are both growing in heaven together, because this is a description of the kingdom of heaven, where both are growing together. And and not only that, but um, the the tares when they get pulled out are not being thrown into hell as is traditionally thought. They're being tossed into a furnace where they will be transformed. It is a furnace that cooks bread that uh, that uh, melts metal down to its core that uh, creates the vase finally that you've that you've been working on the pottery vase that you've been working on it. That is the kind of transformation we're talking about. It creates the finished product. And that transformation is what that furnace is all about. And that, in fact, is what hell is all about. And what we find out also is that hell, that hell, that suffering part of our experience here on planet Earth is in the employ of heaven. That, in fact, that heaven is 
our divine self, and our divine self is actually managing our suffering. And that's not something we've typically understood about suffering. We think of suffering as happening to us instead of happening for us and about us. And not only that, but we we typically don't think of suffering as beneficial. (laughs) And uh, that's because we think in terms of interpreting an event in in terms of its duality. Is it a good event or a bad event? So these things all have to do with what we talked about today, the tuning in to, to, to get the information that is within us. And it is the same as looking at the subtle language, the root language of, of the text, where we're tuning in to what that language actually really means instead of just going with what was given to us by a pastor. Um, so... That tuning in is very, very important. I remember going to a therapist many, many years ago, uh, one of my first therapists who, who uh, told me that I was using the Bible as an excuse, and I liked it. I, I really appreciated his confrontation. And he told me to go home and read some of my favorite texts in the, in the Bible and to decide what I thought it meant instead of listening just to what the preacher in my head said. Um, and I did that. And it was a life-changing experience because today I've written a book that (laughs) talks about the root language that says something far different from what our traditionalists say. So that one little incident where he dropped his boots down, cowboy boots down on the floor and leaned over on his knees and said, you're just using that as an excuse and I actually used the BS word, this, this uh, Episcopal priest that I was seeing as a therapist, uh, was a great event in my life. And it worked to, to bring me to fulfillment and flow. Uh, so when you're doing that, you're tuning in, not only just to the language, but to your own intuition about what the language might really be saying. But, and what we find throughout is that uh, we see heaven is who we actually are throughout that text, throughout all of our ancient sacred texts. They all say the same thing. We are divine beings. We just forgot. So uh, when it comes to tuning in, that's what we're tuning into. We're finding our divinity, and that's uh, what Sonia's book uh, is at least in part about, to uh, let our intuition guide us to fulfillment and flow, um, that internal fulfillment and flow. So next week, we're continuing our Countdown to Heaven series with an interview with Bruce Lipton on his book, The Honeymoon Effect. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.